Welcome to Play Paul's Turn. In this podcast, we discuss all things to do with TV, films, games, and literature. We give our thoughts on the media we've been enjoying, old or new, and commenting on anything topical. Hi, I'm John, and I'm joined by Alex, Bobby, and Amy tonight. Um, we're going to be discussing the HBO TV series The Last of Us. Um, hello, everybody. How are you doing? Good, thanks. All good. Was that re- was that rhetorical? Yes. <laughs> oh, we, we're not infected. That's good. Well, you slightly are, aren't you, Alex? I'm a little infected. I'm... Yeah. What's going on here? I can I can see a tail coming out of one of the, the feeds. Yeah, I'm yeah. a bit infected. Oh bless. Okay, so you've got a companion, but it's not a small girl with a backpack. It, um, no, that's right. So um, we're going to be discussing the series, um, The Last of Us, and obviously the usual thing. If you've not seen all the episodes, just just come back to this podcast when you have. We're going to be um, spoiling all the episodes. Um, I'm assuming that all the hosts here have seen the entire series. We have. Everyone's yes, there. sir. Good. Um, so. Before we go on to talk about the series, can I just see how, how much of The Last of Us has all the hosts experienced? Because this is an adaptation from a video game. Um, uh, Bobby, Alex and Amy, have you played the video game to the end? I have not played the video game at all. At all. So I came in purely on the That's TV side. Sure. I did oh, I did a couple of chapters and then, I, and chapters. then I stopped. And Bobby, how about you? Uh, so yes, I have played the game multiple times, but only up to like uh, where Joel is with Ellie and they're trying to find their way out of that first resistancey type place. And there's sure. a chain link fence, and I couldn't get past it, so I gave up. And now I've just started all over again. Um, but I'm very sort of up with the game because I watch other people playing it on YouTube and stuff like that. Which is something you quite often do, which is fine, you know. Busy people and not much time to, to you know to get things done, so that's fine. I um, I think I've played it five times now. Wow. Um, I played it when it came out in 2013 on the PS3. I played that twice. I played it twice the remaster when it came out on the PS4 with the extra um, Left Behind DLC, which is um, one of the episodes from the series, in fact. And then a friend of mine who works at Sony um, gifted me um, a token, you know, the code for the PS5 version. Nice. Um, and I actually played the PS5 version in sync with the series. So I would play up till the end of each episode in the game with the TV series so I could compare them. Cool. Um, and that was a really interesting way of doing it. It worked really well. Um, and it also kind of showed you how tight the series is. But we'll come to that later on. Um, okay, so... Um, we can Bobby and I. We can discuss a little bit about um, where the, where the series kind of diverges and and um, stays in sync with the the game. Um, let's, first of all, I'm going to go ladies first. Amy, what was your uh, general feeling about the show overall? Did you enjoy it? I really enjoyed it, like way more than I thought I was going to. I tuned in because hmm. everyone else is going to tune in, and I knew it was going to be a massive thing. But I did just think, oh, it's just going to be another zombie thing. Um, and I wasn't that into, is it left? No, not left for dead. What's the big zombie thing that was on the telly that other fellow the had teachers dead. in? There you go. I wasn't that into that. And I thought, oh, just, just another one of them. But I was so pleased by how they did it. I really enjoyed it. Excellent. How about you, Alex? Uh, yeah, no, I, I, well, I just knew it was a really high caliber um, TV show. And 
having not got through the game, I, I wanted to see to the end. Um, so yeah, that that really made me want to watch. So do you think you'll complete the game now you've seen the series? Or do you think it will yeah, stop no, you from I, playing I will, the game? Yeah, no, I will give it a go. I'm a bit busy right now because I've got Hogwarts and uh, Horizon to do. But once I get a space, yeah. I will I will do it. And how about you, Bobby? What are your feelings on the series? It was brilliant. It really was. It was actually it was better than I expected. I thought the casting was excellent and I had doubts about it when I heard the series first announced and I saw the first trailer for it um but yeah they Bella Ramsey and Pedro Pascal just knocked it out of the park and the rest of the supporting cast were excellent as well um I was really pleased that in the in the opening sequence that they were really faithful I mean they were so faithful to the game and for me I was trying to explain it to Carolina the other day, but the opening to The Last of Us is probably the most emotionally impactful of any video game that I've ever, ever played. And I've played a lot of video games in my life. And and they lost none of that impact um, with how they did it in the show. I'm, I'm so glad they stayed true to that. And I think that... Staying true to that is what would have hooked a lot of people in who who knew nothing about the game coming into it, because think, it I mean, is just such a compelling opening yeah. sequence. Having seen um, Neil Druckmann talk about the show um, and his trepidation about about making it, um, he his biggest concern was he wanted to make a TV series for people who had never played the game, for people who had played the game, uh, and make it. Uh, a, a kind of a, a quality experience for both those groups of people, and so yes, there are there are plenty of um, nods to the game, and in, in, if you look very carefully in all the scenes, but that's not something that you would ever worry about missing if you weren't new new to the franchise. Um, I, I agree with you, and I, I, the only the only the only thing that I think would make the experience a bit better for Alex and Amy is, I, I you know, knowing what's going to happen, you've got that kind of emotional build-up before it happens and you know this this the scene with sarah being shot by the uh the the soldier the the scene with Her, um sam and henry um and and obviously the ending um you know and knowing knowing what's gonna happen to tess and so on that you know i knew it was gonna come but i think they dealt with it so well and i would say and i'm there's no without any hyper hyperbole here this is the best tv series i've ever seen in my life um, you know, and uh, I, I'm, I'm pretty biased. I'm pretty invested here, yeah. um, but uh, we can go into it a bit more in depth in the rest of the podcast. But I, you know, I'm really, really happy. But it's, there's a bit of relief here too, Bobby. That, that it, you know, that this is a very good adaptation because it could have gone horribly wrong. Um, it's definitely the best video game, video game adaptation ever made. Um, mm. So, um, in terms of the game. Um, Bobby, what, what, did you have any concerns about how, how, or did you have any thoughts about how it did differ from the game? Did you think it, it actually added to it, or do you think it took it away? I think it added to it. Yeah. Um, it's a weird one for me, though, John, because I haven't, I've only played through like t probably not even 15% of the game. Yeah. So I had this, I come at it from an interesting sort of uh, point of view yeah. where. You know, the sort of first couple of episodes, 
I was really sort of like, oh, how are they going to change it from the game and all of that? And I was comparing. And then after that, I could forget about it and just kind of enjoy, enjoy the ride. It. Yeah. Um, so Sam, that whole thing um, with with those two, I didn't know what was going to happen. I had no idea. So the emotional punch of that, um, you know, where he says, um, you know, that in truth, he'd never actually shot a gun before. And then, I, you know, the irony is the first time he uses it is to kill his, his own brother. brother. Yeah. You know, and the whole sequence with the Etch-A-Sketch um, yeah. between Ellie and, and the kid and, and the fact that he knew that he was infected, you know, will you stay up with me, et cetera, et cetera. And the, and the, the, the kind of that, we got the clue in his eyes because when he was looking out the window, his reflection, there was that little flash of yellow in his eyeballs. Yeah. And you're just, even Carolina, she was so invested in this series. She, and and you guys and Amy know how cynical she can get about stuff. <laughs> like she's, she's either in it or she's not. And she was 100% on the train for this. She was so disappointed when it ended. And she was just saying, like, when is season two? When is season two? When is season two? Um, and and for me, that was even more satisfying than the satisfaction I got to see somebody that has got no investment in the video game whatsoever. Zero. Zip nada. She absolutely was on the ride for this. And she thought it was one of the best things that she's seen on television as well. I, I haven't yet. I've convinced Becca to come to watch it with me. She hates zombies and horror films. She won't watch them. Uh, but I'm, you know, again, something about this changes from the game. A lot of the game, um, Amy, is you as a character playing as Joel, mostly fighting quite a lot of zombies. Mm-hmm. A lot of the, a lot of the scenes where you progress between these episodes is getting through and, and stealthily finding ways of getting past or taking out the zombies. And I think they did a very good job here of of not having that in this series. Basically, this is this is all the cutscenes, but with extra detail. Um, and it's a really interesting way of looking at it because it means because you you said at the beginning of the podcast, didn't you, Amy? You're a bit worried about it being like The Walking Dead, not so zombies. Yeah, and it was really nice that it was a really fully formed story. And one of the things that I really loved, I'm I'm going to kind of hold on to it a bit because I'm sure we'll come on to it later. Mm. But there was a certain part during the series where they gave so much time rightfully over to character development and it's time that we just don't get to see in any other series and I was so grateful for it I was I mean I was in tears by the end of that particular episode, episode three sure you're we'll talking talk about, about. yeah yeah um we'll come to but that yeah I really really enjoyed it but going back to it being you know roots of it being a computer game there were certain points in it that I sat and went oh this is very computer gaming like when someone's sitting on a horse and you hear this Joel look out and then suddenly three people come out and they yeah. take turns in having a go um and certainly I think in the last episode um there was a lot of fighting that went on that was very computer gaming yeah uh, which I'm assuming was a very accurate reflection of of the game but um as for the game itself unless it's got a special button combo that allows you to hide in a corner and rock and cry i probably wouldn't have been very good at it no um yeah i mean it's it, the the gate the game um structure is is very much you, you have to be into it you, you, you wouldn't be, you wouldn't survive any otherwise i mean you can hide but it's mm. it's the whole the whole it, any game like the stealth game it's the tension build-up that, that you enjoy and i think you'd find that really hard um yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, um, I, I, you know, I again, a, a brilliant series that that is really faithful to the game without without um, being slaved to the game. 
So we talked about episode three. I was going to ask you about your standout moments in the series, but I think we can all agree that episode three was just, uh, I think, probably the peak of the series um, in some respects. Although the, um, the, ta- the, the the grill house scene was pretty interesting as well. Yeah. Let's talk about episode three. Um, so I, I don't think you got this part in the game, Bobby. So there's, there's a sequence in the game where Joel and Ellie have to... Um, they need to get somewhere by a vehicle and they need a battery for a car. And the battery is mentioned at the beginning of this series when they're talking to Marlene in the QZ at the beginning when they first meet Ellie. Um, and in the game, they have to go through this town that's completely wired up for traps. And so part of the game sequence is you've got to get through all these different trip wires and you know you have to climb across a lot of rooftops. Uh, and eventually you get to Bill's house in, in this, this town. Um, and Bill is in there on his own. With his, you know, his prepper set up with all his cameras and his, you know, his, his traps, and basically, um, Joel and Ellie and Bill um, find a way of breaking out with uh, a four by four, which Ellie and Joel can then drive to the next, you know, the next sequence. Um, and in the game, uh, there is no Frank, although there is, um, if you wander around a bit and find objects on tables, there's a letter written by uh, Frank to Bill, telling him basically. Um, They've, they've fallen out and he's walked out basically and left him. And eventually you find, in the game, you find uh, a kind of quite a desiccated body of Frank who's hung himself alone in a house. Right. So that's quite different to what happened. Um, and we ought to really have some sort of trigger warning here on the podcast. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, this is this is quite... Uh, we're going to be talking about suicide next, for the next 20 minutes. So if it's something that you don't uh, want to listen to, do, do fast forward. Um, so the, the, the story uh, in the series was such an improvement um on that on the game story um it was uh, as you said before Amy, about sort of character build up um what were your uh what did they do here that made it really really um affecting um alex what do you think what what, what was what was what really gripped you and how, how did they work this out that the, the emotion kicked in for you because i know i cried my eyes out at the end of this i mean proper ugly sobs in this episode yeah i think it's um, unusual for a um, TV series to dedicate an entire episode to two characters. Um, and what I liked is that they took it from right from the start all the way to the finish. Um, like you didn't jump in, you didn't have to make any guesses. They, they, they took you straight from when they met all the way through. Um, and I think, I think that helped a lot. Um, I think it kind of gave you an idea of the perspectives between Bill, um, uh, very conservative and Frank and, and how they came together as well. Um, it was just like really honest in, mm. but in terms of the relationship and the, the people and the flaws. And, uh, I think that was the piece, you know, you didn't have to go into any of that detail, uh, normally because it's not relevant normally to the story and they made it relevant and then because they made it relevant it paid off so much at the end so i think i think that's that was why it was such a powerful episode bobby any thoughts on the episode i I'm, i mean i'm i don't know how much i'll be able to talk about it because <laughs> i've already had water leaking out of my eyes i think there's some dust in here there's some smoke in there i think suddenly getting, getting allergic to yeah, onions yeah. My, yeah, exactly. Um, it just, I think it hit home for so many people because it 
it was just such a human story and you know it got you thinking about your own situation and the people or the person that you love and what you go through mm. and you know alex is is right that you know the fact they took it from the very very beginning of when they first met to the very end just um yeah you're gonna have to go to amy because I, I can't it was amy, just, any, any, any any thoughts help bobby out it was here, beautiful he, he, yeah. he weeps quietly into his microphone bless him <laughs> um yeah it was absolutely beautiful as an episode um and i really enjoyed it it's one of those things that they didn't even need to do it they could have just gone to the house and taken it yeah off they go. we would never have needed to know that story but i think everyone is so glad that we do and it showed that a love that's just so it it's simple it's not all great big grand gestures it's the simple love that most of us have and we're very lucky to have um i thought it was wonderful and another little idea that came from it is that ultimately joel and ellie went and got a battery and they had a freshen up in the house and then mm -hmm. off they went and it reminds you that actually every single thing that happens in that story every single item in the game that you pick up every single person you come across every carcass every everything there's a life behind it and a story and maybe a little bit of love and we completely forget that we take it for granted because it's a medipack it doesn't matter how yeah. the medipack got there and actually it brings you out of the game and into a bit more of real life um and makes you really really appreciate all the things that were left for them so the, the theme of this series is love um and if mm. you look it starts off with the love of joe as a father to his daughter and he loses her and then he kind of rekindles that love um with ellie over a long time but it's also the love of between him and tess and he loses tess and he's lo he lost his daughter and he's scared of losing ellie but you've got the love between bill and frank and the, the, kind of a mirrored relationship of of um Henry and Sam, you know, they're almost a, kind of a reflection of Bill, of of Ellie and Joel. Um, and so, although it is a zombie, a zombie series, which is not really at all, the theme here is love, and also how really the people are the monsters, rather than the monsters. Mm. And I think that's what's just so. Uh, it sits on such a good story, such you know the 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 backbone of this narrative that was the game is is so good. Um, that there's so much they can develop and I think it was a really really good homage to the, the character from the game um, yeah it's it's. I think it's going to win a lot of awards this series um, I think the way that that episode ended yeah. was. Just, I think that broke everybody yeah yeah. I don't think it's a, I mean I'm going to be interested to see my, my, my wife and see how she reacts to it um, mm. Yeah, I'm starting to pull up a bit now as well. Um, how do you think let's... it compared with... Because um, the other standout episode for me was episode eight, which was... <clears throat> that was the one where there's the cannibals. Yeah. Um, and and the bar scene, like you said. Um, it, it, it was the scene where eventually Ellie leaves the bar and runs into... Well, eventually runs into Joel's arms. Yeah. And, and suddenly that's when... The relationship changes, and there's yes. acceptance of a father-daughter relationship, isn't there? Yeah. Really, yeah. he calls her my bo my baby girl, which um, he's no never said since Sarah. No. Um, I mean, it's when when they walked into that, or when she walked into that village, and you saw that grill house. Because I knew that building from the game, I knew what happened. My guts wrenched when I saw that. I thought, oh my god, they're actually going to show this scene, right? 
Um, I mean, it's hard. It's harder for well, we're, we're all parents here in some respect, whether it's with children, or with animals. You know, we're all we all have little creatures that that we care for. I, and I think we are a, a demographic that are very much affected by this series. But that 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 scene in the grill house was 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 a was a hard scene to watch. Um, it's a bit harder in the game because you it's a bit more drawn out. But um, Amy, what your uh, you know from your uh, more you know your female point of view, which is um, an interesting perspective for this scene. What were your thoughts on this scene? Um, I hated it, which is exactly what they wanted. Yeah, it was the way it it played out was very well done, and it it was chilling absolutely chilling and horrible and horrifying and it made my skin crawl and i just wanted to pull ellie out of the situation it, which actually yeah. a big again big shout out to the original game story designers because having seen side by side shots i can see how incredibly truthful it was to the game which goes to show you how much work and time they put into getting that right yeah just for the game i mean in the game you can't get out. I mean, there's no Essentially, um, David is treated as a boss, so you can't leave until you you can't run away. You can't just go out the door and forget the scene. You have you have to progress through it because the narrative relied on on her change in her life. Mm. And actually, in a lot of those situations in the real world, art, life, life, art. Yeah, that's quite (coughs) of trigger warning, abusive relationships. Yeah, it's it's, you know there are some hard scenes in this in this series, but I think. it's it's better for it because it, it really does, as you say, it makes these characters so three dimensional. Um, any other thoughts on on the on the that episode episode eight scene, Alex and Bobby? I think it just you know again highlights what the series just did so well that you know it's 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 not a zombie series. It's the real monsters. You know when you get infected, you've got no control over that. It's just animal impulse right um they eat brains or i don't even know v- what they do impulse really fungus impulse yeah. vegetable yeah fungus impulse whatever <laughs> i mean it's the most extreme reaction to taking magic mushrooms that i've ever heard of <laughs> um but not that i've ever done that stuff um but um i'd like to though um but um but the real monsters are humans us you know, and at yeah. every turn, you know, at every settlement they arrive at or abandoned town and there's some other survivors around or um, the the woman from um, uh, from Will and Grace, who was absolutely freaking terrifying. The woman from um, Will and Grace? Yeah, Darlene. She looked, oh, my she God, is that very, her? No, she looked very much she's like a Kiwi, her, isn't she? but it's a different person. I was going to say, yeah. Oh. She's an, she's an, an actress. awful lot like her. Yeah. Totally like her. Kathleen, you mean, Bobby? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, they, 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 you know, ne- <laughs> don't worry about the fungus infected people. It's, it's the non infected that you need to worry about more because yeah. they're actually the most terrifying. In, in, in the game, uh, when they go to this part of the, of the world for, you know, the, the next sequence, there's a lot of them wandering around the streets with people driving past in vehicles or because um, in fact in the game it's you go and it's Fedra chasing you around not the people in the TV series Fedra have been overthrown by this group in, in their QZ in the quarantine zone um, so again this is a very good example of them fleshing out the world and making making the um, 
the situation they're in more interesting. So you don't get any background. It's a lot of crawling around with these kind of just NPCs wandering around, chasing you. Mm. So Kathleen's not in the game. But again, I, I, I quite liked how they they kind of positioned that with um, Sam um, and his brother having killed her brother. Uh, that put more weight on those two characters' roles as well. But they humanised um, it, didn't they? It wasn't just yeah. an anonymous... Um, organization uh, it was you know people but normal people flawed people who who ended up making bad decisions let's talk about I'm, I'm going to jump ahead um, we'll talk about the production of the series in a second but let's let's look at the characters look at, look at the actors um how do we uh, Bobby mentioned um, Pedro Pascal and um, Bella Ramsey um I agree with you Bobby initially I, I was a little bit See, Ellie and Joel in the game, I spent a lot of time with them, uh, many, many hours. So I was a little bit um, cautious about how it would work with these actors. But personally, I thought they they filled the roles with completely. Um, how, what are your your feelings on that relationship between the two the two actors, Amy? Um, in in terms of the TV show, I thought it was absolutely brilliant because they played through kind of getting to know each other, not liking each other annoying each other, being fed up by each other, but also wanting to protect each other. Um, and then being there for each other. I thought it was, it was really interesting to see that develop. Alex? Yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I think um, it's it's hard to fault it, to be honest. She plays an annoying teenager really well. And he plays a kind of broken broken dad and broken person well as well so it kind of works really nicely i mean i mean joel can handle himself can't he yeah i think i think it, it, it at some point in the series I, I can't remember if it was him as well but he talks about tommy his brother mm. going work go, going uh being a soldier in is it the iraq war i'm not sure one of the yeah, the so. gulf yeah, the Gulf War, uh, and I th- I'm pretty sure... Was that, it Afghanistan? I can't remember now, but I'm pretty sure that Joel may have gone out there with him to basically protect his brother. Mm. And so I think he has served, mm. which explains his usefulness with his, you know, with the guns and his general kind of uh, approach to combat. Um, Bobby, how about you? What did you? How did you feel about this relationship? I think it developed really nicely, and they actually took you along for that ride as well, because... You know, Ellie, Ellie at the beginning, because beginning, we didn't know her backstory. We knew Joel, where, you know, what he'd been through. Yeah. And why he, kind of why he was the way he was. Um, but we didn't know hers. And she just, it, it was very easy to forget very often that she's a child. Because she's so mouthy. Um, girl after my own heart. Um <laughs> And that is, was she more mouthy than Ellie in the game? No, there's a lot of swearing that... in the game too. Oh, okay. And yeah, no... I mean, maybe because the the character, the game character, the sprite looks has got maybe softer features and yeah. stuff. Um, but you know, and then to see as we get more of her backstory eventually, but then also you see the relationship between the two of them develop you know it goes from being you know he's been tasked with this job of getting her from one place to the other so he's kind of just got to get on and do it 
and she's been lumped with him so she hasn't really got much choice either to then you know when you get to the bit where he gets um injured gravely and then you really see what he means to her what he's become yeah. to her she can't leave him can she um, he tells no. her to go and leave him but you can't do that um, you know I, I just thought they were brilliant and i thought you know both actors just they were magnificent i really hope they get the recognition they tons of recognition because yeah. they deserve it they really really do i've loved pedro pascal you know ever since i first saw him in narcos um you know i always thought he was he was brilliant uh, absolutely brilliant actor and um I, I thought in the end he did a really really good job with his version of Joel. Yeah, which is really slightly good. more Hispanic, isn't it? He's he's kind of a Hispanic version of Joel, mm. Uh, mm. which is why um, the actor who plays Tommy, um, who I think is Gabriel Luna, who I think is Diego, Diego Luna's brother, they they work so well together. I you know I uh, if you get the uh, the TV series, if you buy it on streaming, you get a lot of extra content, and some of that content is. I think, which was put onto the social networks on the Instagram and TikTok, is a lot of um, Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey chatting and just hanging out. And they've definitely cemented a really good rela- a relationship. They're very, very friendly. They have lots of jokes and they're very relaxed with each other. Um, he, you know, they filmed this during uh, the pandemic. This was filmed during lockdown. So there were limitations. He he first met Bella Ramsey on set, not be- not before the series. But you can tell from just the way they they talk to each other in the way they, they kind of riff off each other. There's a really good relationship there. And that definitely comes through in the series. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree with you, Bobby. I think I think awards should be given to the series. Speaking of which, um, one of the things I have watched, but is a bit sort of a half an hour behind the scenes, is in terms of pr- the production of the show. Now, I um, don't know how much you're aware of this, but um, a lot of what you see there is practical. Um, and um, the township the, the the villages they go to for instance bill and bill and frank's you know that cul-de-sac of all the houses mm-hmm. that was all completely built from scratch by the sets and a lot of the um you know the the farm the the area towards the end where they the community with the cinema screen and um maria the mother of um sarah um that's that was all in one street and they built a whole lot of extra um buildings there and i think um it works really well um, what were your general thoughts on the the look of the show and the production show in terms of the backgrounds and this, you know, the the um, the feel of the show, Amy? It just felt so real, and so I wasn't aware of that. Um, I had kind of assumed that some, there'd be some CGI, but it sounds like they really lessened that. I guess they saved the CGI for some of the more jarring movements and, and gory bits, there, but I mean, it was the, just so real. It, there, I mean, there are some of the scenes that you, when they're travelling through um, the general landscape and you see all these sort of disused tanks and then that, that plane crash on the hill, and when you when it pans back over the, and you see a lot of rundown, they, they have dressed up the, the wider scenes with special effects to make it look post-apocalyptic. But I love that they they went the extra mile and they did not CGI the giraffe. No, so here's that's his, lovely. To, to the giraffe um, scene, they were very very cautious about removing that because it was such an iconic scene in the game, um, which I don't think Alex or Bobby have come to yet in the game. Uh, it's one of my. In fact, when I, I wrote a, an article for a games journal, journal magazine a while back, um, and it's something I mentioned in that, but. What they did with that was the the giraffe uh, where it was stabled, 
they painted the sta the stable completely blue and got the giraffe used to the blue screen feel of its surroundings. And then when they filmed it, it's one of the very few scenes where everything in that scene, apart from Bella Ramsey and Pedro and the giraffe, was CGI. There was none of that was around, and none of that foliage was there. Um, so, the, the, so the giraffe came into the room with the blue screen and was used to its surroundings because it's just like a stable, and it didn't react at all. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> Pedro Pascal was saying how it was very easy to act because there was so much you could see around you. A lot, a lot of you know, a lot of these like like uh, the Mandalorian. He's very much having to act to nothing. Um, well, he can barely see it anyway. In that yeah, helmet, it's true. So. Um, I, you know, Bobby, having played some of the games, especially this, this, the early scenes where they're walking through the, the cities, like the one behind me in my background, where there, there's a lot of buildings falling over, I just felt like it was so um, accurate to the game without it being video graphics. It was so well done. How, how, what are your thoughts on the production of the other series? Does anything stand out to you at all that you really thought, oh my God, look at that, that's amazing? Sorry, me? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Um, the whole thing looked bloody incredible. I, I didn't know if it was CGI or if it was practical because I was looking at it, I was like, it looks practical. Yeah. But I, I didn't know if it looked so good because they were using that wraparound technology or not. No, or they if didn't it use any, really... any volume technology at all. Yeah, it just, it was stunning. So I just echo what Amy said, It you know, Alex, and I you... like the fact that it, it was mostly practical yeah. as well with a little bit of light touching up to mm. probably do all the fungal effects and stuff like that. So the, um, um, basically they had they they went to a lot of locations they had a location manager that looked at the game and looked at various cities around I mean, in fact some of the cities in the game were used as locations but not all of them um but uh once the, the scenes in in the snow with david in particular so they found that this place um i can't remember where it was now i have to look it up but they wanted to find somewhere that had reliable snow um for that scene when they got there there was plenty of snow uh, on the ground, in the fields and so on. But a lot of the roads had been cleared. And it was meant to be a very snowy season, but there was no snow falling. So they spent three days um, with 350 dumper trucks, three days, you know, hundreds of the, of the production team, shoveling the snow from the hills, bringing that snow down and just redistributing it around the, the, the town where they filmed it to make it look more snowy. Mm. And the afternoon they finished bringing all the snow in, <laughs> heavy snowfall started um can you imagine <laughs> having having done something similar with sand myself can you imagine just how they felt after spending three days doing that work and then it snowed really heavily um i just think that attention to detail um, um tess was saying the actor uh, um anna torv she was saying how the sets were so accurate that they were using um little um sesame seeds to look like um um, droppings on the ground mm. all the way up to the scale of these cities behind them um, so there's, there's obviously a lot of love for the series and they were filming Alex, any thoughts? they were filming for 4k weren't they as well yeah. so so they had to put that level of detail in um, no I think I mean I think the locations themselves were um, just really well done and I think that that's what grounded you in it um, they did a lot of the filming in Alberta in Canada Um they used it for places like um, uh, Kansas City, 
So they're, they're doubled, right. doubled for Kansas City. They use Calgary, um, and a lot of filming around Cabin, uh, Calgary and Edmonton. Um, and honestly, like they're they're just they're great cities anyway. So it kind of really grounded grounded you. Um, and I just love the the scenery. Like it, I lo- I love Canada as a country anyway. I just think it's a beautiful country. Um, part of me has this view of like you know going across uh, Canada at some point in a in a pickup truck or something like that, something really uh, Northern American. But um, but yeah, and it just it just sort of reinforced all of that in a really nice way. So I just loved uh, loved that. Um, and what was nice is it still had the time to 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 go into detail. So you had you know really quiet, sensitive moments with. Uh, like wildlife, for example, like the deer, mm. um, and and that, it's again those are things that could easily have been ignored in a in a zombie film, and they weren't, and I think that's what made it so powerful. The the, the deer scene is actually quite a pivotal scene in the game yeah. as well. Well, I'll let you get to that when you when you when you do that. Um, okay, I I, 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 hate, I hate to say it, but um, were there any uh, crit- criticisms of the show? Is there anything that you think? Could have been done better, or, or should have been left out. Um, I can see everyone shaking their heads here. Is there well, anything, Amy, as a as a kind of a, a newcomer to the to the whole franchise? I think the only thing at all that I felt was lacking was the ending. Ah, interesting. Because for me, I wanted the ending to be more of a, well, come on, then let's go, um, rather than a right. What are we doing? Yeah, all right. And so for me, I, I think I remember saying to Alex, is that it? What, what Was that the end? Is there another bit? Or is there an, is that literally just it? So, the, so the, the ending of the series is exactly word for word and shot for shot the same as the game. Mm. And it really, really split um, opinion at the end of the game. Now, I think it's absolutely perfect because there's so much underlying, un, unsaid emotion and feelings going on in that scene. Uh, what were your thoughts, Alex and Bobby? Alex, what were your thoughts on that on the ending? So, was he right to to to, to murder everyone for one for one person? And I think the That's challenge question, the it? challenge is if it's your if it's your daughter, then the answer is probably yes. But it's a dark, dark decision to make, isn't it? Bobby, um, what's your what's your what are your thoughts on this? I'm right. It was right to murder everyone. They, without a second thought, were going to cut that little girl's head open and take her brain out and cut it up. So, you know, they didn't deserve to live. I'd have gone but, in there and machine gunned them all down. <laughs> but but and also, we need. Yeah. Also, it's, no, it's it not was going to be chopping it. Well, it'd be chopping into her brain, which we don't want because we love her. Yeah. We love her, but to save humanity. No, because humanity doesn't deserve saving. If if you have to lose your humanity in order to save humanity, then no, that doesn't work for me. And also, we needed that big action set piece where we could see what Joel is capable of, hmm. because we hadn't really seen that before. What do you think is going to happen in series two? When because sh- obviously for, for I know for, what's going to happen for Ellie. So, <laughs> so do I. I played the second I- game. Um, uh, what do you think? I mean, for Ellie, her purpose in life, her her one thing, was to go to this hospital with the fireflies and save humanity. What 
do you think could happen if she finds out that Joel lied to her? Because he did. He lied to her didn't, at the yeah. end, obviously. Now, oh, yeah, whether, yeah, we, yeah. whether we whether we think we know, because I, I think some one of the real lovely aspects of that final scene, which is, Amy, I'm trying to help you understand why I liked it so much, was I'm pretty sure the way it was played was Ellie knew he was lying. And also, I think Joel knew that Ellie knew. But she still had to ask him, and he still had to respond in that way. So it's, it's a really multi-layered scene, I think, in terms of in terms of the uh, the, the characters' kind of feelings and emotions. Um, I See, don't that's think interesting, because could... that Sorry. brings into the world two things that really juxtaposition. Yeah. It brings in absolute trust in the, do you know what? I'm aware that you have killed all these people, but I... No, I in some way did that and I trust you yeah. and complete distrust that he will just lie to her face yeah. for whatever the reasons are behind it so that could lead to interesting things like her saying do you know what I've had enough of this I've had enough of you telling lies about this because you told me a lie about that and I knew mm. it was a lie and now I'm going to go off and do my own thing for an episode and a half and it will probably go wrong and you'll need to come and save me but um, that's where it could go and that's from someone who has not played the game and has not looked into it. So no, so a lot of people who listen to this podcast who are gamers will know exactly what happens in the, the second season and the second game. Um, Bobby, we mustn't say anything. Um, is it fair to well, say it won't end well? <sighs> like, uh, like all, all I can all I can say is that Druckmann, who wrote both both games, he he, he reminds me a bit of the writers of the Game of Thrones in that. Um, they are always trying to play with expectation. You know, you weren't expecting um, mm. Sam's brother to shoot himself when he did. And I think um, there's lots going on to to speculate about, but I think the second season is going to be very interesting. Mm. Now, there was some concerns that they were going to replace Bella Ramsey with someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that has been now unconfirmed that they, they are going to keep her for a second season as well because she actually is now at the, the same age as... Um, Ellie will be in the second season. That's all I can say, really, because it's it's set a, f- a few years after the first yeah. season, which um, makes sense because yeah, it, it, it's like they could make her out to be uh, that little bit older, and then that would suit it better. Yeah. I mean, she was playing over her age in this season. Yeah, um, in that final scene uh, where they're coming over the brow of the hill, and you can see the town ahead of them. That's the town where Tommy's living. Right. So they're returning to Tommy's town, basically Tommy Town. <laughs> um, <laughs> So that I think that's where the next season will start from mm. that town there, maybe a few years later. Mm. Um, and but the fact it's a few years later opens us up to so many things yeah. because so many things could have developed in so many ways. So that will be really interesting to investigate. Yeah. Now, the episode where um, we have that flashback of Ellie back at her time at the the school and the QZ and with Riley and the and the um, arcade, the closed down arcade. So Bobby and Alex, if you get a chance to play the game, if you have the DLC, that that episode is based on the DLC left behind, right. yeah, which is brilliant, really, really good. Um, and you find out a little bit more about what happens to Riley at the end of that. In that, so play that. Um, I I wonder if we'll see more flashbacks like that as well, because the one thing that they that, uh, and again we we haven't even mentioned um, is it Craig Mandian, the, the, who's the, the the main writer of the series. I mean, uh, obviously. Um, Neil Druckmann, he had the initial ideas, but Craig Manzin did most of the the kind of series writing and and a lot of the um, background um, footage and how tos have him as the kind of the, the presenter. 
he himself, I mean, he is so central to the series. And he was saying how how accommodating Dropman was to changing of story. And having seen how the second game was received, um, again, opinion was quite split about the second game. I'm I'm really fascinated to see what they do with that second season and how they diverge from the game. Um, so very, very exciting. Um, it, it, I would imagine the production values will be even, even higher. Um, they can be a bit more confident. And also because it's not going to be filmed during a pandemic, we should see a little bit more... I don't know, maybe it'll be an easier, easier process to film and therefore, again, you know, even more exacting standards in production. But uh, any other thoughts about this series before we sign off today? Mm. Amy? We, we missed out one little thing sure. of love. Um, someone's first kiss. Oh, yeah. We were in a really privileged position to see Ellie's first kiss and I just adored that wonder yeah, that kind of surprise and that tingle, I loved that. But also just the bitterness of the fact that as soon as they've kissed, the the uh, the clickers came running in, yeah, and the realization because at the time she thought that she was also going to die, didn't she? Mm. Um, I, I I really loved how they brought that into the series from the game, and I really loved how it explained how she got the bite at the beginning of the you know from episode one, um, and. Amy, Amy says something about Sweet Tooth as well. Yeah. Um, so at the same time that I've been watching Last of Us, yeah. um, I was watching a couple of other things. I had a bit of spare time, so I was watching um, American Horror Story and I was watching this other fantastic series on Netflix called Sweet Tooth. Is that the one with the, the antlers? Yeah. And the promo? Yeah. yeah. So it's basically a kid who's got antlers and it's based about some sort of virus that yeah. takes over the world and if you get it, people will basically wrap you in saran wrap and set fire to your house because they don't want it to spread and i spotted so many little parallels between sweet tooth and last of us so if people have enjoyed last of us and they want something that's a little bit lighter because i think it's rated like pg 12 or something um it's worth a look to see another different but similar um situation Mm. of a terrifying landscape Mm. Um, I just want to say that seeing Ellie's first kiss was far less cringe than when we saw Arya Stark's uh, losing her virginity thing in Game of Thrones because that was so weird. That was like watching your little niece who you've seen grow up and then suddenly for some reason your face is being held and you're being made to stare as she, you know, boff someone. It's a bit bit Um, That was... Yeah, it just yeah. Sorry, Amy mentioning that just reminded me of that, which I didn't want to be reminded of again because I was very fond of that character and just and then I was disappointed. Well, I mean, you just ruined the word "boff" for me. So, <laughs> well, you, we you've not been part of the Bondathons, and that is John Evans's fault, Amy. Well, I say Bond, but I have his, generally. He now has his Bond boffometer. Yeah, I do. Where he fair. counts the boffs. In I have been tuning film. in, and we have just mentioned tailoring talk, so. I'm going to take a drink. <laughs> yes, she does what I said. Well done. Um, I, I'm going to sign off um, just by letting people know that um, uh, at the end of March, um, it, uh, in a first-of-its-kind case, a plant mycologist from India contracted a fungal disease um, which caused flu-like symptoms. Um, and apparently it was um, a case of cordyceps that he contracted. So oh. a little bit worrying 
that um, he, he's fine, by the way. The man is fine now and the infliction isn't returned. But it does show you um, how much of a basis of reality that they use this idea of the, the fungal infections. And we didn't mention John Hannah at the beginning of the season, but I really, really loved the extra detail they put into the um, the intro, that sort of 60s talk show. He was good, and wasn't also, he? And um, also the, the uh, scientist in it was Indonesia who... Uh, yeah basically said what do we do what do we do how can we solve this and, they, and she says bomb everything and that i mean i'm getting goosebumps now just mm. thinking about that scene um well i mean very much all of us are looking forward to season two um this is an excellent series well i mean everyone who's listened to this will know this because they've seen it um long long may it last um and i'm hoping that perhaps they go beyond this with maybe extra characters and spin-offs who knows um thank you so much for listening um is there, do we want to mention the socials before we go? Is everyone bothered about their socials? Let's talk about it, shall we? Um, so you can um, listen to us online at um, playpausturn.show. Um, you can find myself uh, on Master and at John PR Evans at mstdn.social. Alex, where can we find you? Uh, Alex Hansford at twit.social on Mastodon. Um, and Amy, are you a Mastodon? You are, aren't you? I am, but I, I, do you know, what? I just don't use it very much anymore. So I wouldn't bother looking there because you're not going to find very, okay. very much that's reasonably up to date. And Bobby, find me here find, at yes. uh, Play Paul's Turn. Exactly. Well, Bobby's on Instagram, and he's got some amazing Instagrams at the moment. Some, um, I mean, these things are going a bit crazy, aren't they, Bobby? They're going a bit viral. Was it about eighteen thousand yeah. views? Is that ridiculous? Last time you looked for one, one of them. Yeah, it depends. I I can't. The Instagram algorithm is doing my head in, but because it, it depends on the time of day I post. But um, yeah, I I have now switched to doing how-to educational, they're really uh, good style-related little shorts that are less than sixty seconds. So if you're interested in any of that, then uh, you can find me at Roberto Rivilla London. I think. Um, I think that's it, isn't it? And also um, check out podcast Table and Talk. Oh yes, of course. Take a drink. Take, take a, a drink. drink. Take a drink. Oh, okay. Well, um, this has been Play Paul's turn, and thank you for listening. So one thing I didn't mention is that Carolina, um, every week, she would say. Um, do we have another, la- the last one of us available? <laughs> oh, bless. And we're like, it's not the last one of us. It's the last of us. And she'd be like, that makes no sense. It's the last one of us. And I'm like, <laughs> what, what? where did you get from there to there? And she's like, because oh, eventually there will only be the last one of us. No, that's Highlander. But it's the last one of us. That's Highlander, I think, that she's thinking of. That's probably what she's, what's yeah. crept into her brain. The last one of us. But now she just does it just to piss me off. Piss you off, yeah.